Chapter 19 of Bill Nye's Cordwood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Kachuk. Bill Nye's Cordwood by Bill Nye. Bill Nye attends a Western theater and sees a remarkable shooting affray. Those were troublesome times indeed when we were trying to settle up the new world and a few other matters at the same time. Little do the soft-eyed sons of prosperity understand today, as they walk the paved streets of the West under the cold glitter of the electric light, surrounded by all that can go to make life sweet and desirable, that not many years ago on that same ground their fathers fought the untutored savage by night and chased the bounding buffalo by day. All all is changed time in his restless and resistless flight has filed away those early years in the county clerk's office and these times are not the old times with the march of civilization i notice that it is safer for a man to attend a theatre than in the early days of the wild and woolly west time has made it easier for one to go to the opera and bring his daylights home with him than it used to be it seems but a few short years since my roommate came home one night with a long red furrow ploughed along the top of his head where some gentleman at the theatre had shot him by mistake my roommate said that a tall man had objected to the pianist and suggested that he was playing pianissimo when he should have played fortissimo and trouble grew out of this which had ended in the death of the pianist and the injury of several disinterested spectators and yet the excitement of knowing that you might be killed at any moment made the theatre more attractive and instead of scaring men away it rather induced patronage of course it prevented the attendance of ladies who were at all timid but it did not cause any falling off in the receipts some thought it aided a good deal especially where the show itself didn't have much blood in it the bella union was a pretty fair sample of the theatre in those days it was a low wooden structure with a perpetual band on the outside that played gay and festive circus tunes early and often inside you could poison your soul at the bar and see the show at one and the same price of admission in an adjoining room silent men joined the hosts of pharaoh and the timid tenderfoot gambled o'er the green i visited this place of amusement one evening in the capacity of a reporter for the paper i would not admit this even at this late day only that it has been overlooked in mr talmage since and if he could go through such an ordeal in the interests of humanity i might be forgiven for going there professionally to write up the show for our amusement column the program was quite varied negro minstrelsy sleight of hand opera bouffe high tragedy and that oriental style of quadrille called the can-can if my sluggish memory be not at fault form the principal attractions of the evening at about ten thirty or eleven o'clock the can-can was produced upon the stage in the midst of it a tall man rose up at the back of the hall and came firmly down the aisle with a large earnest revolver in his right hand he was a powerfully built man with a dyed moustache and wicked eye on each side of his thin red nose he threw up the revolver with a little click that sounded very loud to me for he had stopped right behind me and rested his left hand on my shoulder as he gazed over on the stage i could distinctly hear his breath come and go for it was a very loud breath with the odour of onions and emigrant whisky upon it 
the orchestra paused in the middle of a snort and the man whose duty it was to swallow the clarionet pulled seven or eight inches of the instrument out of his face and looked wildly around the gentleman who had been agitating the feelings of the bass viol laid it down on the side crawled in behind it and spread a sheet of music over his head the stage manager came forward to the footlights and inquired what was wanted the tall man with the self-cocking credentials answered simply by dashity blank to blank blank and back again i want my wife the manager stepped back into the wings for a moment and when he came forward he also had a large musical instrument such as mr remington used to make before he went into the typewriter business i can still remember how large the hole in the barrel looked to me and how i wished that i had gone to the meeting of the literary club that evening as i had at first intended to do literature was really more in my line than the drama i still thought that it was not too late perhaps and so i rose and went out quietly so as not to disturb any one and as i went down the aisle the tall man and the stage manager exchanged regrets i looked back in time to see the tall man fall in the aisles with his face in the sawdust and his hand over his breast then i went out of the theatre in an aimless sort of way taking a northeasterly direction as the crow flies i do not think i ran over a mile or two in this way before i discovered that i was going directly away from home i rested a while and then returned on the street i met the stage manager and the tall dark man just as they were coming out of the moss agate saloon they said they were very sorry to notice that i got up and came away at a point in the program where they had introduced what they had regarded as the best feature of the show this incident had a great deal to do with turning my attention in the direction of literature instead of the drama but i am glad to notice that many of the horrors of the drama are being gradually eliminated as the country gets more thickly settled and the gory tragedy of a few years ago is gradually giving place to the refining influences of the tin soldier and a rag baby end of bill nye attends a western theatre and sees a remarkable shooting affray